Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science, science. can just peacefully. This was now finest. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTEN5 at checkout. Valid until June 30th for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, this is Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. Today we're going to finalize, we're going to finish up our Alzheimer's series. Yes. Talking part three, we're going to talk about all the alternate, or in other words, accurate, theories of why Alzheimer's happened. You know, uh, a lot of the controversy, or I mean, there's a lot of reasons for the controversy around the recent uh, FDA approved, is it approved? It's yeah. FDA. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, they approved it. It's accelerated approval, but it's approval. Right. So, you know, we've discussed in past episodes reasons for the controversy around um, Ahmadinejad. <laughs> Aducanumab. Yeah, uh, Aducanumab. Uh, we've Just talked about... Weirdly similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy? I think so. <laughs> we've talked about some of the controversies around the institutional mechanism by which it was approved. And last episode, we talked about the amyloid beta theory that motivates this medicine, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about how there's some scientists who think the amyloid beta theory is wrong. Mm -hmm. And this episode, we have to delve into their theories of the case. Yes, at least some of them. Right. Uh, and, uh, the yeah. best ones. Yes, because there's a bunch of them out there. All right. And we don't got time for all of that shit. San so. Marzano's and cherry tomatoes today. All we're, right. We're going we're gonna to do the top three that make sense to me. Yeah, nice. Okay, so. This episode, the alternative hypotheses as to what causes Alzheimer's disease. Let's do this thing. So, Sean, the first theory named after a Chinese philosophy is the Tao hypothesis. <laughs> Tell me about the Tao hypothesis of Alzheimer's. Yes, yes. Okay. The Tao hypothesis. Um, so, basically, the amyloid hypothesis. A D and a T sound very similar in Chinese. <laughs> That's the reason for that. In Korean, too. Yeah, there you go. That's, of course, not what the name of this comes from. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, gonna, we're just going to keep going. So, yeah, way back in the first episode, we talked about the amyloid hypothesis. And that's basically that there's, like, these little jumbles of amyloid beta peptide. And it makes these little, like, kind of chunky clumps of shit. And it ends up kind of 
gunking up your brain and killing neurons. Right. Okay. Now, when you look at slices of brains under a microscope that have Alzheimer's disease, you can see those clumps, the amyloid beta plaques. Right. Okay. But amyloid beta chunks are not the only thing that you can see under the microscope. You can see these other things. Yeah. These little fibrous tingles. Yeah. That you can actually spot within neurons. Yeah. And the scientists call these neurofibrillary tingles. Okay. okay. Or... Well, these tangles are made up of a protein, and uh, that protein is called tau. Okay, cool. Under normal circumstances. The Greek alphabet. Yes. Okay, I thought it was important to say that out loud. <laughs> to, to walk back some of your Taoist nonsense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Great. Well, it's not nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> yes. In Alzheimer's patients, there are these little tangles. Those tangles are made up of this tau protein, but what does tau do under normal circumstances, right? Tau is in cells. And it plays an important role in the cytoskeleton. Okay. Okay. And the cytoskeleton, in case you don't remember from high school biology, yeah, is kind of like the internal infrastructure of the cell. It's kind of like a skeleton. Well, but it is in the cell. It is a skeleton for the cell, and that it, you know provides kind of like scaffolding and everything internally. But also, it is like the roads of the cell. Right. In that, like, if a protein needs to get shuttled from one side of the cell to the other, it kind of rides on the cytoskeleton. Sexy. So it like really is, you know, a lot of different kinds of infrastructure. In so there. these tau proteins are already in the cell. They are. That solves in, one yeah. of our big problems, right? right? Yes. Yes, exactly. So it's already inside the cell, unlike amyloid beta, which is outside of the cell. And its normal role is to help support the cytoskeleton. Right. By the way, to say the problem out loud, one of the big issues with amyloid beta hypothesis is just like for something to be gunking up your cells, it has to be in your cells, right? And a lot right. of amyloid beta is like not even in the cell or something like that. Right. Right. A majority of amyloid beta is outside the cell. And then there's a bunch of kind of later tag-on hypotheses for, like, how something outside the cell is killing the neurons. Right. right? It's, like, it's like, oh, well, it could kill them by this way. Or maybe it gets inside the cell and right. kills it this way. So, we, like, there's all these extra... Steps that you kind of need for the right. theory to work. Right. We sidestep that entirely with tau proteins. They're part of the cytoskeleton. They're right. already in there. They're already in there. They're already inside. Like Red Guardian. Played by David Harbour. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> okay, so the cytoskeleton is made up of a bunch of different proteins that bind together and make kind of like long tubes. Right. Like lumber or rebar or something because you're like actually building structures inside the cells to make the shape of the cell and all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah. But the cytoskeleton is dynamic. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So it can actually, uh, these long tubes can shorten or they can lengthen kind of depending on the needs of the cell. Right. That's cool. And so you need tau... To help stabilize some of these structures, if you've like built a tube that like right. that cell likes having, okay. then you need to be able to stabilize it so it doesn't just fall apart. But I guess as you get older, you just end up making too much tau by accident and it starts clumping or something? Well, we'll get into maybe the why Ooh. in a second. But, okay. but the main point here is that tau helps stabilize the cytoskeleton under normal circumstances. With the amyloid hypothesis, we mentioned that the way that amyloid beta is formed yeah. is you have a full protein called amyloid precursor protein. Sexy. And it gets chopped up. And one of the things that gets chopped off is the amyloid beta peptide. Okay. okay. Tau, when it like breaks bad or whatever, yeah. it's not from getting chopped up. It's from getting what's called phosphorylated. Ah. Phosphorylation is attaching a phosphate group onto a protein. Phosphate groups are just like a few atoms. It's a phosphorus atom and four oxygen atoms attached to it. Just like a little kind of thing. Okay, cool. 
proteins use it a lot for like changing the activity of a protein or like right okay because you've changed the structure now and so it does something different right Right. exactly and so the thing about tau is it has several spots where you can stick on phosphates ah and if you hyperphosphorylate it which means putting on too many phosphates okay its shape changes to like a kind of weird different shape that likes to bind to itself and clump up well vis-a-vis alzheimer's why does this happen more to old people than than young people yeah so (laughs) i mean don't shit on the theory before we've really said the whole thing well okay so that's that's going to come up in the section evidence for slash against yeah okay because (laughs) there, there there is Still a question of, right. like, why is this happening? I mean, honestly, it's the same question for amyloid beta. Right. Why in old people would something that's theoretically getting cleaved all through life right. be accumulating in such a way that you have plaques forming and stuff? Right. But in any case, the point is, hyperphosphorylating tau makes it form little tangle shits. These are inside the cell. And not only do they just kind of take up space and are probably bad for the cell in that sense, but also, since they're not doing their job anymore... The cytoskeleton gets kind of fucked up. Yeah. And then also tau proteins, especially these kind of like clumpy ones, can damage mitochondria. Cool. And mitochondria are sort of like, they're sites in cells where cell death starts a lot of the time. All right. So like if a mitochondria goes bad in a cell, cells usually just give up living at that point. Right. So tau tangles seem uh, solidly connected to cell death. Right. So... Whatever is causing the taus to tangle up, you know, whatever's causing them to hyperphosphorylate, right. the end result seems to be very directly cell death. Whereas mm. with amyloid beta, it's less clear how amyloid beta is causing neuronal cell death. Okay. So. That's pretty cool. All so right. that's how tau works. Okay. So what's the evidence for and against tau, right? When we discuss the amyloid hypothesis, one of the problems we brought up is that the amount of amyloid plaques you have in your brain doesn't correlate with how bad your symptoms are. Okay. If amyloid beta causes Alzheimer's... Right. There should be more in people with a lot of Alzheimer's, but it's not correlated. Right. You, right, you right. dissect an old brain, you might find as much amyloid beta in an entirely mentally healthy person as someone with Alzheimer's. Right. And, you know, somebody who has really, really bad Alzheimer's versus right. somebody who has... Kind of forgets the keys. Pretty pretty mild Alzheimer's. Yeah. You would, I think, reasonably expect that the worse Alzheimer's would have more amyloid beta. But that that is not the case. Okay. Okay? But it is the case with tau. Right. The tau tangles actually correlate with severity of symptoms. So what are we doing with this FDA shit then, man? What's going on here? Let's get that tau train going, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some people are trying to figure out treatments for tau. Tau is a little bit more of a difficult target in terms of drug ability. Well, we need it. Right. Yeah. You need it in its normal form. Yeah. We can make things that can try to target proteins based off of their phosphorylation. Right. But another issue is that tau is inside the neurons. Right. It is harder to get shit in there. Right. Um, We're getting through a couple barriers now. Yeah. Like the blood-brain barrier and then just the fucking phospholipid bilayer. Right. So that's tough. It is tough, and I think that's one of the reasons why there are not as many targets or uh, yeah. not as many drugs in clinical trials targeting tau. But it's different for like really rich, right? Like Jeff Bezos actually gets each individual cell, you know, like fucking stabbed, uh, syringed, injected, <laughs> <laughs> right, with drugs. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a microdose, he microdoses wow. each individual cell, so he can think of new ideas for cloud computing. Rich people are so fancy. Yeah, yeah, but that's not an option for the rest of us. And absolutely not. That's like 2000 bucks, like a cell. 
You know, oh. it's really expensive. <laughs> you know, that adds up. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so we have mouse models for Alzheimer's. Okay, but they're not very good. They're yeah. imperfect. But we did our best. We genetically fucked with some mice. Nice to try to make it so that maybe. In one mouse model, we made it so that they make more amyloid beta right. than normal. Right. And then in some other mice, we messed with them so that their tau kind of gets phosphorylated way more easy. Okay. Right? And then when you look at those two kinds of models, the one where you have amyloid beta build up faster, mm-hmm. a lot of times you see plaques form. Like, the connection between more amyloid beta and plaques is clear. Yeah. But the neurons don't seem to die okay. in those mice. And nothing happens with tau. Yeah. In humans, Alzheimer's disease is the combination of plaques and these tau tangles. Okay. You, you, like, you always see both. Right. In the mice, if you start out with the amyloid beta thing, you pretty much, you often don't ever get tau problems. Okay. But Interesting. In, in the mice that you fuck up tau genetically, yeah. right, for those ones, you will develop amyloid beta plaques and you will get neuronal cell death. Oh, that's interesting. So it seems like maybe... Tau is actually before amyloid beta issues. Right. All right. That's cool. But these are animal models, so like it's a little right. hard to tell for sure. It's like sure. to understand the War of the Ring, you first have to understand the original conflict between Morgoth and the Noldor elves. Ah, boy, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lord of the Rings series doesn't even make any fucking sense without the Cimmerillions, you know? That's why those movies were so reviled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just flops, right? People watching it and being like, who the fuck, what is, is, going on? The fuck is this ring? <laughs> who is this Gladriel bitch? <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant of Morgoth? Who's this chump? Uh, fuck. <laughs> why um, did the Eagles just take Frodo? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a fun one. Okay. It's because of arrows, man. People stupid. <laughs> Let's calm down. Let's calm down. Um, okay, now the tau hypothesis. It's not like there aren't any issues with it. Right. Okay. So, for example, we have genetic data from people that have a familial Alzheimer's. Right. Yes. Sometimes Alzheimer's runs in the family, and like people can get early onset Alzheimer's because they have these genetic mutations that make them more likely to get Alzheimer's. Right. right? Pretty much all of the big time mutations, the ones that we see in like a big percent of the people are in things related to amyloid beta. Okay. It's mutations in amyloid precursor protein. It's mutations in the enzymes that cut up the protein and make amyloid beta. Right. Right? Tau genetics doesn't matter here, huh? Right. It just doesn't show up. Like really low signal. It just doesn't seem to be a big component of that. And so, you know, that's hard to say what's going on there, right? And then another sort of issue with this hypothesis, kind of, is... What actually causes the hyperphosphorylation of tau protein? This is your question from earlier. Right. right. Like, what is going on that yeah. would cause them to be hypophospholipidized? Right. And, like, why would it happen more in older people or right. whatever, right? Um, and we just don't have an answer for that. Not really. Right. But one thing I will say is amyloid precursor protein, the protein that gets chopped to make amyloid beta. Yeah. It's a transmembrane protein. Yeah. Which means it's stuck in the plasma membrane. Yes. And so in your cell, that means part of it is outside of the cell. Okay. That's the part that when it gets cut, it makes amyloid beta. Mm-hmm. But another part of it is inside the cell. Right. And the part that's inside the cell, scientists have found out, it actually interacts with tau. And it can interact with tau in a way that causes the hyperphosphorylation of tau if you have enough amyloid precursor protein. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that... The amyloid hypothesis and the tau hypothesis are actually sort of 
intersecting at amyloid precursor protein. Okay. That that precursor protein fucks up tau. Tau can do all kinds of things like kill neurons. And it might be the case that amyloid beta is just sort of incidental. That it's something that gets cut off of the thing that's actually causing the problem. So it's really the creation from Luvatar. You gotta go that far back to understand <laughs> the broader conflicts of Middle Earth. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm the scientist. Gotta go back to the source. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. So maybe there's like this is like how we're looking for something beyond the standard model of particle physics, right? Like there's gotta be a an Ur theory, a foundational equation that can explain quantum gravity, or that can create a theory of quantum gravity. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, people want a unified theory of Alzheimer's. Right, right, right. right. I, I think that is what we're <laughs> shooting for, right? Something that can explain... Because tau tangles exist. Right. Amyloid beta plaques exist. Right. It's just a question of, like, how do they relate to the disease, Alzheimer's disease, right? right? And so, yeah, we are looking for that unified theory, and right. maybe amyloid precursor protein is the unifying part of that. Tau tangles did sound a lot to me like fundamental strings, if you get where I'm going. Because <laughs> they're vibrating, getting them phosphates on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're actually bringing people to a higher consciousness and a higher dimensional kind of consciousness. God. I said consciousness twice, because I'm not really going anywhere. <laughs> but people transcend higher dimensionally, and that seems like Alzheimer's from our parochial viewpoint, but actually they're like Michio Kaku. That doesn't seem right, but I don't know enough about string theory to disprove what you're saying. No one does! <laughs> it's brilliant! Yeah, so that's as far as I can go. All right, so let's take a break. Yeah. That was the Tau hypothesis. Okay. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we can talk about another one of the hypotheses about right. microglia. Hypothesis 2. Hey guys, this is Sean. Have you ever been at a party sipping PBR just trying trying to be seen for once? You hear some people chatting about the latest app they're using, poops, using words like microbiome and holobiont. You just ask yourself, uh, Are those nerds talking about me? Do they think they're better than me? They do. You don't have to keep things that way. Listen to Petri Dish, a science podcast that can catch you up to all those fancy fucks. Well, technically you're listening now, but keep doing it. And spread the word to other dum-dums. Petri Dish, so that you can rub knowledge in other people's faces. Okay, Sean, tell me about the ganglia. Close. Yeah. Close. Microglia. Okay, so what's the microglia hypothesis? Right. So our buddy, Alois Alzheimer's, right, the guy who discovered the disease, yeah. he had done a lot of peering into brains under a microscope. He looked at a lot of brain slices. Right. And that's kind of how he came up with his determination of Alzheimer's disease. And what he saw under the microscope was, sure, a lot of plaques of amyloid beta, and he saw a lot of tangles of tau, right? But he made another observation as well. Yeah. When he was looking under there, he noticed that in these areas with dead neurons and plaques and tangles, there are also just like dog piles of some kind of cell that were not neurons. Okay? Mm, I get it. 
you could trace the increase of Alzheimer's with the increase of dog breeding and dog ownership in Europe, <laughs> America, and then the world. Oh my God, it, it does correlate, <laughs> right? And so it literally is dog piles of <laughs> tiny microparticles of dog shit that are accumulating in your brain. <laughs> we should crack this bitch wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hammer. I got the walnut. Crack that nuts open. I, I guess a lot of that kind of selective breeding stuff happened, you know, Victorian Happened times, to make right? me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but temporally it makes a little sense, right? Because yeah. it's like 50 years before yeah. you discovered Alzheimer's. So that's yeah. like people were born while the selective breeding was happening. Yeah. And then by the time they were old, that's when Alzheimer's and had all this dog shit particles yes, exactly. in their brain. That's yeah. got to be it. That's got to be and, it. And, and it's increasing globally because pet ownership by U.S. standards, right? Like, like U.S. norms of pet ownership are increasing globally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dude, it's yes. like, it's just like how it's provable that if a butterfly <laughs> flaps its wings in Canada, there's a hurricane in Haiti. Right? <laughs> it's the same principle. <laughs> Chaos theory. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Goldblum. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Life does find a way. <laughs> Nathan finds a way. <laughs> well, anyway. All right. Well, fuck. Uh, I don't know if the listeners remember what the hell I was talking okay. about. But the main point is that when you look at slices of the brain under the microscope, right. you see the plaques, you see the tangles, but you also see some cells there that are not neurons. Oh. And those cells are actually called microglia. Oh, okay. And they are the brain's dedicated immune cell. Okay. Oh, all right. Normally, immune cells are excluded from the brain. They're not right. allowed in there. The brain is an immune-privileged area. Oh, so interesting. They've defunded the police in the brain, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, was it Portland that had, like, the police-free zone or That's whatever? That's what my brain's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people get murdered and shit. <laughs> Lawless. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. brain's more like Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's regulated by norms that they've agreed upon. Yeah, it's like so. So the brain's like an area where Osmosis Jones is, Jones is not allowed to go. Right? Okay, he doesn't have jurisdiction there. Uh, interesting. So but, it's racist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, the Vatican inside of Rome, right? right it's right, like right. the Roman police cannot go into the Vatican. The Vatican has right. their own. Uh, the Swiss, Swiss guard, guard, right? Jinx. Microglia are the Swiss guard of your brain. Okay, cool. So they're just like the Swiss guard of the Vatican. They're like kind of funny. They're like not like <laughs> the normal immune They're dressed cells. a little weird. You got pantaloons. <laughs> yes, right? exactly. Halberds. Uh, they are a lot like macrophages. Okay? okay. In that they do have their jobs as cops. Right. Apparently wielding halberds. Very you know? cool. And they can fight pathogens and shit. They can do that part. But also, like macrophages, they act as kind of like janitors. They yeah. clean up gunk and crap. Cool. Okay. And so that job is what scientists kind of immediately thought when they were like, oh, what do these guys have to do with Alzheimer's? They're probably trying to clean up the tangles and the plaque. Right. Because they recognize it as junk. But maybe this whole process is then like not really being fully successful. Right. Okay. And so it was kind of thought, okay, microglia, they're around, but they're sort of incidental. They're not causing the disease. Right. They're just present. Right. Okay. But sort of more recently, there's been some evidence to suggest that maybe they actually play a more active role in either causing the disease or exacerbating the disease. All right. And so one of the reasons why they think that is when they did the same kind of genetic studies we were talking about earlier, like the really hot genes, the ones that like a lot of people were mutated in when they had Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. were the ones we were talking about with amyloid beta. Right. Okay? But sort of like a middle tier of genes that were like maybe a little bit more sporadic, but still like a good number of people. Right. Had to do with genes that are very active in microglia. Okay. And so 
some of those mutations might kind of increase your odds of developing Alzheimer's. And it can happen in two potentially different ways. Almost, eh, they're like two sides of the same coin, maybe. One is microglia doing their job less well. Right. Then becoming less active or reduced in number. Because if they are supposed to be the janitorial staff, maybe the whole way that plaques form in the first place is they do their job less and less well in cleaning up the plaques as they start to form. Right. Right. Like maybe the whole idea of amyloid beta building up is because the microglia is not doing as good a job. Right. And so certain genetic mutations can do that. In general, immune cells as you age don't work as well. Right. And so maybe the age factor is... You get older, your immune cells get shittier, you don't clean out the stuff as well, and then you develop Alzheimer's. Well, that makes a lot of sense, kind of intuitively. So that's one option. Right. Another option is that a lot of times in Alzheimer's, if you do certain kinds of tests and certain kind of MRI imaging, you'll find that there's a lot of inflammatory signals going on in the brain. Okay. And microglia can be the source of those inflammatory signals. So maybe they're popping off too much. Right, and damaging the environment, right? right? We've talked several times before about how inflammation, you know, is supposed to help in killing pathogens and stuff right. like that. But if there's no bacteria around, most of the times inflammation is just hurting your own body. So it's Alzheimer's as an autoimmune disorder. Kind of, yeah. Interesting, as an immune hypersensitivity. Yes. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. As an inflammatory cool. disease, potentially. And well, so- I'm persuaded. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty hot, right? I mean, that makes a lot of sense given what we've talked about in the past, right? I mean, the immune system's always jacking shit up. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the, one of the questions, like, okay, are we sure that it's the microglia that are doing it? Right. And, you know, otherwise, there's still the fact that tau and amyloid beta are present all the time in Alzheimer's, Right. And that, you know, tau does kill neurons. It would be strange if those things had nothing to do with Alzheimer's in the end and it was just microglia fucking shit up. Although, again, I mean, isn't like the kind of brilliant string theory quality about microglia is that like it's the beginning of the problem, right? Is by fucking up, it's not cleaning up the other shit. And so you could explain amyloid beta buildup and tau buildup from microglia fucking up. Maybe. Since tau is inside the cells, it's a little bit harder for the microglia to get access to them until neurons die. You just need a key. (laughs) That's how you get in the lockbox. So there's some complications. (laughs) There's some complications. But it is true. Uh, I mean, at the very end of this episode, I'll say this again. But the way that I'm describing a lot of these hypotheses makes it seem like they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. Yeah, maybe they're just different parts of the elephant, right? And we're touching trunks and and stuff yeah. but <laughs> you're definitely you're blind you definitely got <laughs> so, the going on yeah, so you can't you. see the, the full elephant <laughs> that is definitely what's happening it's a really thick snake <laughs> creamy snake <laughs> don't do that <laughs> don't say that word that's terrible let's take a break and then afterwards we're going to talk about my favorite theory uh the vascular hypothesis too much diabetes <laughs> the following is an actual advertisement Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. So, Sean, you got to, not you. <laughs> so, so, so there's another hot theory uh-huh. about maybe why Alzheimer's is happening and it's happening at increasing rates and it's because of increasing vascular diseases and disorders, right? Right. So, one of the things that epidemiological studies have shown yeah. is that your risk of developing Alzheimer's is connected to several other diseases. Right. Okay? And some of those diseases are diabetes, heart disease, um, some other things like diet, smoking, right. high blood pressure, so uh, some of the other some of the other like leading causes of death for older Americans. Right. But it is interesting that they are seemingly connected to an incidence for Alzheimer's. Okay. Yeah. And so the question arises, is there a mechanistic reason why some of these might help cause Alzheimer's. There's a prominent theory in sociology, specifically American sociology in the 50s, that democracy kind of correlated in an upward trend with other good material outcomes in a society. So longer living standards, uh, rates of literacy, arguing then that uh, the American system of politics and American materialism and society were all linked in upward and positive trends for humanity, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. It's a very normative theory, uh, very natural for the 50s. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting how it kind of feels like what we're talking about here with Alzheimer's and hypertension, diabetes, is like that upward trend plateauing and then going back down. Is <laughs> right? like, is it, the viewpoint of American sociology is maybe a little too short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like so, if you measure the whole of a baby boom generation. No, that's a good point. Parabola. That's That's our grand unified Alzheimer's theory is yeah. democracy causes Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without the clarity of fascism. <laughs> well, it's just in fascism, the, the old are liquidated for the state. So. <laughs> Alzheimer is not a problem <laughs> in World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's okay. that's Woo! fantastic. Woo! Okay, so look, out of the list of those, <laughs> Alzheimer's, not Nazi Germany's problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Out of those things on that list of diseases that are kind of correlated with an increased risk for Alzheimer's, high blood pressure, diabetes, and hyperhomocysteinemia can all cause damage to endothelial cells, which are the lining of your blood vessels. Sorry to interrupt yeah. again, but like, what's the last thing you said? Hyperhomocysteinemia. Yeah, what is that? So homocysteine is a version of an amino acid. Mm. It's not usually used in your proteins or anything, but no. sometimes in certain kinds of foods you can have it, or it can be a byproduct of certain metabolisms if you don't get enough of a B vitamin. Okay, okay. So people with a vitamin deficiency... Or sometimes people with maybe like kidney problems and things like that can end up with elevated levels of this amino acid in their blood. And it can damage your blood vessels. Okay, so it's basically another, our lifestyles are fucked up. So this thing happens. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. but the the main impact of it is it damages your blood vessels. Right, and epithelial cells we're talking about. Uh, endothelial, yes. Endothelial. And high blood pressure can also damage your blood vessels. And diabetes can also damage your blood vessels, okay? And... The thing is... There's blood vessels in the brain. Yes. Whoa! They have a very specific and important job. They are the blood-brain barrier. Okay? The blood-brain barrier. Ah, I see where you're going. Yeah, it's very important for maintaining the brain in a nice kind of situation in terms of how much fluid they got flowing around, what kind of cells are allowed to go in and everything. But if we we have all these... Why don't you say it? 
Well, well, if you have a lot of vascular issues and the blood-brain barriers and is well regulated or is breaking down, right. all sorts of shits washing into your neurons, right? Right, exactly. Okay, so you can have things like immune cells go in, right. and those immune cells, which do not recognize anything in your brain as self, right. might react to your brain and cause the neuroinflammation we were talking right. about earlier. Like Cartesian, you know, the Cartesian dichotomy between mind and body. Is really your other the, immune cells the, the in the blood brain, brain barrier <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is the interface of that dichotomy. Yeah, um, he was right all along. <laughs> yeah, he was a smart bitch, that Descartes. <laughs> yeah, so basically, you can have these immune cells going in that can cause neurons to die. Barrier disruption can also cause irregular nutrient and fluid flow. Right. So you'll have parts of your brain that have like. A bunch of nutrients kind of flooding in really quickly. And then parts of your brain where you have way fewer nutrients going in hmm. and less oxygen, less glucose. And sure. then that area will start to break down and die. And again, kind of like the last theory, you could intuitively understand why that would start to fuck around with shit. Right, exactly. And so in mouse models where they've given the mice high blood pressure. Rude. Or they've given the mice diabetes. Rude. Or they've given them hyperhomocystinemia. Damn, dude. All of those things can increase amyloid beta plaque formation in the brain. Okay, interesting. Okay. And all of those things can kill neurons in the brain. Right. Those things in some of the mice can cause tangles to form of the tau thing, right? And all of that causes blood-brain barrier disruption. Right. So this is another theory that makes some intuitive sense, and there's some experimental data to, to at least speak in its favor, but also is very nascent. Right, like it is nascent, a, but also there is a clinical finding. Yeah, in humans, patients with Alzheimer's almost always have disrupted blood-brain barriers. Okay, and in fact, that FDA-approved drug, aducanumab, its whole method of working relies on the blood-brain barrier being kind of fucked up. Oh, because it's an antibody, right? Because it has to get in there, right? It gets injected into your bloodstream. It has to get into the brain. It has to cross that blood-brain barrier. Antibodies do not do that very well. And so. super hypothetically, maybe this is why it doesn't actually really work that well, is because you're already far gone by that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, it's a really complicated question. But one thing that appears to be the case is that the blood-brain barrier seems to be disrupted before you even see any symptoms of cognitive issues. Yes. From Alzheimer's. Okay. So the blood-brain barrier problems might come first. Right. Which means either they're a really early symptom or maybe they're a cause. We love causality in science. Yeah. So it's right? possible. It's possible that blood-brain barrier problems are sort of the cause of Alzheimer's disease. And so okay. that's, that's what this hypothesis is kind of going toward. Right. Again, it's kind of appealing from a distance, but it's just like there's just so much more research that has to go into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can argue even that, like, a, so with blood-brain barrier disruption, like I said, the flow can be messed up in your brain in terms of, like, literally liquid flow in your brain right. can be disrupted. And that can impact the clearance of things like amyloid beta. Yeah. Amyloid beta, normally, there are almost, like, channels in your brain, yeah. like, almost like rivers of things that flow toward the blood-brain barrier and then get transferred across, like, waste mm. stuff. Sure. Or amyloid beta protein. All the dog act. shit we were talking right, about. Right, exactly. Yeah. And if your blood-brain barrier is fucked up, that can mess up that river of flow. Yeah. And it can cause things to get backed up. All of a sudden, you're you're the L.A. River. Yes. Right? You're just concrete you're spillway. Disgusting. So that's interesting. So what you're saying is there's a, a decent chance that what's giving people Alzheimer's, what's killing your mind, is McDonald's and soft drinks. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That, uh, that, I guess that is what I'm saying. That's hilarious. 
I mean, people are going to love that. <laughs> yes. You need a medal. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, God. This is not my theory. I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about it. I can't but believe anyway. you thought of this. <laughs> You're so smart. So this one's pretty fun. This is a pretty fun one. Yeah. And, but, you know, I would say that broadly speaking, out of the hypotheses that we've talked about here, I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. Right. They're all based off of some kind of evidence. Yeah. Okay. Some sort of quantum gravity. Undergrids all of these, <laughs> right? Virtual particles. God damn it. <laughs> Vitamin diagrams. <laughs> no, but okay, yeah, like, right. They're not necessarily mutually exclusive. Tackling one of these things clearly has not resulted. I mean, I guess that's the problem, though, is like we've only really dedicated a lot of time to amyloid beta research and drug development. These other theories or hypotheses are just hypotheses because there's no drug to like work on any of this shit, right? Right. I mean, you know, hey, there's drugs that are supposed to help alleviate high blood pressure. But mm. as of right now, I'm not aware of any drug that's supposed to restore blood-brain barrier function, for right. example. Right. Like, more directly. Maybe we need something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that would solve a lot of issues in terms of the development of early Alzheimer's. But, mm. you know, I, I guess... Next so, project. <laughs> there are a lot of hypotheses out there, okay, that we didn't cover here. And some of them are not about causes. In this one, I tried to just focus on causes of Alzheimer's. Some of them are more about like the development or exacerbation of Alzheimer's. In all of these questions, something that we need to ask is both what causes Alzheimer's, but what continues Alzheimer's? Because they might right. not be the same thing. Right. Right. It's possible that even if you got blood pressure and diabetes under control or something, Right. If somebody already started having Alzheimer's... That train is chugging, baby. Right, exactly. So then what is the intervention that's going to save a person who started having Alzheimer's? Right. And that's still a wide open field. You know, we still have so much to discover about it. A bullet to the head. <laughs> I waited till you were done with your sentence. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know what I was thinking? <laughs> I was thinking about how this could be a YouTube ad, and you're like one of those really cocksure guys, and you're like, your brain is getting dumb. <laughs> and you like put a brain on the chest and you're like, this is your Alzheimer on brain, idiot. And you stab <laughs> with a hammer and you're like, but lucky for you, pull your dick out. <laughs> Sean Big Dick Allen's gonna be a drug to keep you smart. I don't know. <laughs> if YouTube would take that out. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's a lot of it ads sounds like now. A, it sounds like a Pornhub ad. I just saw like, there's an ad with a pretty girl that was like, your hair is shit. <laughs> like another guy saw an ad who's like, you're so sucks <laughs> i feel like that's like a genre of ad now sure it's like but real talk ad. very very yeah, Ag yeah. aggressive <laughs> yeah you'd be it great real. for that for you for your your, your new drug <laughs> my my anti-alzheimer's lose weight <laughs> it's actually just a workout routine where you're like pump iron to keep your brain strong hey man you can be skinny and have high blood pressure Right, okay. that's true. I'm not talking about just you know being overweight or anything like that. But we we have to do a whole episode. Obesity doesn't mean what people think it means. That's true. Right? We got a whole thing there. Main point is, you know, hey man, try to stay as healthy as you can. You know, I also want to do an episode on what's flies. No, oh, okay. like I want to do yeah. it on the flies that people do experiments on. Yeah, because you know, there's like a particular fly, right? Yeah, Drosophila. I just want to do like cool flies, man. Like cool ass flies, like titsy flies and titty flies. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it started out. I was very convinced. <laughs> All the cool ass flies, my baby. Spanish fly? Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, we don't talk about that, dude. Bill Cosby. Yeah, they let he, him out. He's man. out now. Yeah. <laughs> they let him out, dude. Spanish. We missed our chance. We could have talked about that in an episode, but yeah. he's out of jail. We lost our chance, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spanish flies buzzing around. <laughs> Uh, all right. Okay, let's we take need, a break. Yeah. There's no break. break. We're let's done. Take a week break. <laughs> let's thank Stacy Song, our sound lord engineer, and making animations. Yeah, Animator. thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Brian, for art. Good luck in Santa Fe. 
Yeah, dude. All right, moisturize. Oh Keep yeah. Keep creaming. That's very. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know he's our dad. I don't know. I can't say any of that. <laughs> I had someone ask. They were like, "Who's Brian Allen? Yeah. Did the artwork?" Yeah, he's just <laughs> creaming, dude. <laughs> he's just a cool <laughs> cat creaming in the desert. Can't say any of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're on Twitter at Dish Podcast. We have a Gmail, PetriDishPod at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash PetriDish. And we'll see y'all next time. If you guys think Sean should take a trip with the other Petri Dish crew, me and Stacy, in Eastern Europe in February, <laughs> hey, tweet at Sean. Wow. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah, at the handle that he said earlier. <laughs> at, at Dish Podcast. How do you not know any of this shit? <laughs> I probably remember. We need to get out of here. I got Alzheimer's. This is over. See you guys later. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da